This is a CBC Podcast. Kids are heading back to class next week, but they aren't the only ones learning new things. A bunch of government politicians also have new jobs for September, including the province's health, education and environment ministers. For more on that and the rest of the week's political news, we've reached our panel. Marie Mandrick writes a political column in the Regina Leader Post and Adam Hunter covers politics for CBC Saskatchewan. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Morning. Adam, why'd the Premier shuffle his cabinet now? Well, the Premier says that uh, one of the things that prompted the shuffle was the uh, announcement by Don Morgan last week that he wouldn't seek re-election. He's the longest-serving cabinet minister and has been in cabinet since he was elected in 2007. Uh, his portfolio of Crown Investments Corporation and, and being in charge of most of the crowns will be taken over by former Education Minister Dustin Duncan, Jeremy Cockrell, who's a relatively new MLA being elected for the first time in 2020 in North Battleford, will be the new Education Minister. And Everett Hindley is moving from rural and remote health, mental health addictions to health. And as you mentioned, a changing environment with Christine Tell moving into that file from corrections and policing and Paul Merriman moving from health to corrections and policing. Uh, the, the cabinet shuffles is, can happen, you know, once every couple of years or once a year, depending on uh, what the government does, uh, elections, things like that. Uh, interestingly, in this one, Morgan has announced that he's not seeking re-election, but some other MLAs who are who are in cabinet, about uh, five of them, haven't uh, announced whether they're seeking re-election or not, but they are still in cabinet. So uh, we could see uh, further changes next year if, if one or two of them decide not to run. But as for now, this will be the, the new look cabinet for the government. And Marie, as Adam mentions, Don Morgan's been in cabinet for as long as the Saskatchewan party's been government. He was elected when the Saskatchewan party was still in opposition and the party doesn't have that many MLAs with that kind of corporate memory, if you will, of what it's like to be an opposition member. What do you make of the changes? Uh, that, that's an interesting one. Um, and as you as you know, that corporate memory experience, and I argue what Don Morgan brought to the uh, table as a modifying voice will all be lost. And he, here's what I find interesting about the shuffle. You shuffle cabinets for three reasons, one of which is what Adam mentioned uh, in terms of trying to get people more experienced, renewal, uh, etc., replacing uh, people that are leaving. Uh, you shuffle uh, the cabinet to maybe increase the profile of people that may, might be in trouble uh, in the upcoming election and maybe put them in a better position where they're seen as more credible to uh, cabinet portfolio or or you basically want to shuffle the cabinet because you want to deliver uh, a message differently and usually that's a message of contrition none of these things really fully apply or uh, certainly it makes sense for Scott Moe to appoint cabinet ministers from Moose Jaw and PA, because I think given the by-election results, we can guess where uh, the new battlegrounds might be lying, and it might be in those smaller cities, and Moose Jaw has never had a cabinet minister from uh, in the SAS party government, so that makes perfect sense. Uh, Joe Hargrave comes back after after being dismissed from cabinet for breaking pro, uh, COVID protocols by traveling to California during COVID, so he's back. But it isn't exactly 
totally renewal. Uh, Tim uh, McLeod is a younger guy, but uh, and that is one sign, but Joe Hargrave certainly isn't. Uh, we're certainly not seeing a change in messaging I- I- at all. If anything, Jeremy Cockrell was uh, uh, doubling down on the, no- the noise Dustin Duncan was making about uh, gender identity. I don't think we're going to see much contrition, uh, despite the criticisms uh, that the government has been receiving. In fact, the government basically is making the argument, uh, Scott Moe has argued that this is a very popular policy. And so that leads me to conclude that what they're really doing uh, with Brawin Air and Justice, who's there, not necessarily because she's been a practicing lawyer with a lot of expertise which uh, in, in law, which she sure, surely hasn't, surely doesn't have. She is a, a, a law school graduate, but she's there because she's an excellent communicator in that anti-Trudeau uh, constitutional wrapped around message. Uh, Cockrell is basically uh, showing that he's a pretty good communicator, even though some of the things he said uh, in the initial scrum maybe are questionable from a trustworthy factor, given the fact he said, well, all MLAs are getting concerns about uh, from parents about the question in the next MLA we spoke to, Everett Headley said, no, I haven't experienced that on a personal level, uh, just on the, on sort of this general concern coming from somewhere in the ether. Uh, we're, we're seeing a government that's looking to con- communicate a hardline message in the following year. And I think mostly that's what the shuffle was about. And I'm seeing less moderating forces like Don Morgan cabinet now. And kids are back to school with those changes next week, Adam. And then things we haven't talked as much of late, overcrowded classrooms, not enough money, teacher's contract up in the air. What are you watching for? Yeah, there's a lot happening, actually. You know, we heard from the SDF yesterday as the the contract, their contract expired. They'll be launching an advertising campaign. They're saying it's not to, you know, retort to what the government has done with the billboards around the province that that was already planned but you know you'll be seeing those government billboards that the SDF called misinformation now you'll be seeing SDF billboards they don't have a contract and now teachers are going back to school having to uh, you know deal with this new policy that the government has put in just last week that as Murray mentions getting criticism but also Scott Moe pointing to an Angus Reid uh, survey that was done in July after New Brunswick announced their changes which found that you know majority of people in uh, in Canada that were surveyed about three thousand, and there were only two hundred fifty five in Saskatchewan. But the majority of them uh, said that they thought the parents should be notified if there was a name and pronoun change in school. There was more of a split when it came to whether there should be permission. But uh, that was uh, the position that Scott Moe was taking was kind of boasting about the results of that poll as a backing for how popular he believes this decision is. But it's up going to be up to the school divisions now to decide. The SSBA has asked the province to pause the policy. We asked Jeremy Cockrell and Scott Moe about that this week. They both said they, were, they have no intentions on doing that. And now we have our first lawsuit filed in, in Regina King's Bench, where there's, you know, a group, you are Pride, Pride Center and others uh, on, a, on a lawsuit trying to get the government to, to stop this policy, to reverse it. Uh, but that won't be heard for a couple of weeks. So uh, a lot in the backdrop. And, and one of the big points the SDF made in their news conference yesterday was they want more information on classroom sizes and, and classroom conditions. And uh, we also saw a report from the Fraser Institute this week that saw Saskatchewan dropping uh, quite quite a long ways when it came to per-student funding. 
Premier Mo was asked about that as well and said that, you know, he hadn't seen the, the report, but that they're going to look at, uh, you know, uh, maybe a, a different changes to the funding model or different funding model in the, in the next few months. We heard that from Dustin Duncan in the past this year as well. So lots up in the air, lots of changes and, and lots of things in the background that are happening outside of the classrooms as teachers and the government are at the table right now. So we'll be we'll be watching for all that, Stephanie. And Murray, there's a half a billion bucks less for the government to spend, according to its latest financial update, which you'd sort of flagged to us when you covered the Crown reports. Yeah, it, it looks bad. Uh, and um, I guess this was sort of a bit of an inevitability uh, that the, when everything was going right sooner or later, certain things weren't going to go less right. And with forest fires, with uh, falling revenue from resources, etc., cetera, uh, things are going less right for the government. And this is a problem because, as Adam mentioned, we have problems in, in schools, we have problems in healthcare. We've certainly seen the problems this summer uh, on social service issues uh, related to the, the homeless. One gets the distinct impression that a lot of what government does is strictly designed designed to distract. And I'm not 100% sure this whole issue related to gender identity in schools that no one seemed to be talking about until they started talking about it and talking about it in a very political way uh, is, is, is something the government is latching onto because it's a good way to, to distract from the fact that we have a falling economy, that jobs have steadily slowed down in terms of job creation and coming going into and coming out of the post uh, and pre-pandemic uh, uh, down turns we haven't recovered uh this is not good news for a government that wanted to hand out big checks or or big tax breaks coming going into the 24 uh, 2024 election and i think that all this is sort of uh coming home so i think what we're going to see a lot more uh, or what we're going to see is a lot more of what we've already seen which is a government basically looking for issues to either blame someone else or to keep people's attention preoccupied rather than to keeping the focus on the economy, uh, uh, the problems in healthcare, social services, and education uh, that are starting to uh, accumulate for well, this government. Good thing we have you guys to keep us straight. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. For more CBC podcasts, go to cbc.ca/podcasts.